This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. Let's get right to the consumer news from the past week. It looks like last month's intense cold weather is hitting BC's wine industry pretty hard. A new report by BC Wine Growers and the consulting firm Cascadia Partners is warning of catastrophic crop losses of up to $346 million worth because it got so unusually cold. And it's bad. Industry estimates are calling for crops to produce only 1% to 3% of typical yields for wine grapes almost all of it. So that means it could pretty much be a complete write-off of the 2024 vintage. This is the second straight year where BC's yields have been damaged by unusually severe cold weather. The climate changing is a big threat to all of us, according to Vancouver Coastal Health's chief medical officer in her first report since COVID, Dr. Patricia Daly said this week that climate change presents a range of health risks, including extreme heat, wildfire smoke, flooding, and droughts. Daly says there needs to be better support for older adults and people with disabilities during extreme heat events. The trade in illegal cigarettes in B.C. has taken a hit. Cops in B.C., say an investigation that spanned several communities has led to the largest one-time seizure of contraband cigarettes in the province with a retail value of 11 million bucks. And if you think, ah, cigarettes, it's a victimless crime. Well, along with all those smokes, police confiscated plenty of guns, ammunition, and illegal drugs. The area included the lower mainland and southern Vancouver Island. It led to the seizure of 35 pallets of illegal cigarettes, 35 pallets, along with 32 guns, including handguns, assault rifles, and shotguns. A new Leger poll finds that 42% of us here in Canada think medical assistance in dying should be available to people whose only underlying condition is a mental illness. The rest are split between those against the move and people who are undecided. The government recently postponed expanding eligibility for three years, and 47% of the respondents think that's a good idea for Ottawa to make sure things are done right. Remember that horrible fire at the Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris? It's been almost five years, but workers have finally taken down all that scaffolding this week that has shrouded the top of Notre Dame since 2019. You can now see a new spire adorned with a golden rooster and a cross. The rooster, by the way, is a symbol of resilience and renewal and has been reimagined as kind of a phoenix, kind of a rooster phoenix with flaming feathers to mark the cathedral's rise from the ashes. Notre Dame won't be open during this summer's Paris Olympics, but It is on track to reopen December 8th. A distinctive violin-shaped 1961 electric Hofner bass guitar that went missing in London in 1972 has been returned to Paul McCartney. That bass is estimated to be worth about $12.6 million U.S. It's the instrument that Sir Paul was using for many iconic live appearances 
in the early days of the Beatles. And he played it on a bunch of uh, big hits, including She Loves You. McCartney had recently asked Hofner to help find the missing instrument. They brought in a journalist and launched a campaign to find it. It got a lot of press. And as a result, they cracked the case. It turned out that back in 1972, a thief stole the bass from the back of a van. But then he panicked when he realized what he had. It was a Beatles bass. And he sold the bass to the landlord of a pub for a few pounds and some beer. The man's daughter-in-law contacted McCartney Studio and said the old bass had been in her attic for years. This is Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong. There have been a lot of reports over the years about how problems in your mouth, like gum disease, can lead to problems with your overall health, like heart disease. They've now even linked dental problems with raising your risk of dementia. And coming up, it's a look at how you can make your, your mouth as healthy as it can be. We'll talk to Dr. Ron Zokel at BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Center. That's when the Vancouver Consumer Show continues on CKNW right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. This is Vancouver Consumer. How's your dental health? It's an important question. Because what happens in your mouth has a huge impact on your overall health. And if you are missing teeth, that can be a a big concern too. And that's where BC Perio comes in. bcperio.ca is where they are online. They are at the forefront of dental implant technology. Basically, they can give you a brand new tooth or even a set of teeth sometimes in one day. And it's a great alternative to dentures. And there are big implications to your overall health. And with me now is one of the professionals from BC Perio, our friend dentist, Dr. Ron Zokel. Hi, Ron. How are you? Fine, Martin. How are you? Excellent. Excellent. And I mean, I'm going to start off with a question about uh, people who are missing a tooth, because I know lots of people, you know, they, they like a tooth gets knocked out or something, and they're just sort of living with a missing tooth or maybe a, a more than one missing teeth. What do you say to those people uh, about whether or not they should wait to have that at least looked at? Why should people think about replacing a tooth sooner rather than later? Uh, I think that's something which which we address all the time. And one of our first goals is to help the patient understand the ramifications of what happens when you delay placing a tooth back after losing it in the first place. And what we know is that the mouth is in a area of stability and balance. And as soon as you lose a tooth, you destabilize that whole area. And I, that may be not easy to understand by a lot of people, but what happens is that teeth will move to fill in those gaps and they don't move in a good way. They move in a way which increases excessive force to one or more teeth and those teeth are at risk of being lost again. So it's a it's a start of a slippery slope, if you will. And the more teeth you miss, or they are missing, the more teeth that will be in an excess of trauma and the more likely you're gonna lose more teeth after that. The, what we found is the least expensive and best way to solve it is to replace the missing that one missing tooth the very first time it occurs. 
Mm-hmm. And it, it's both a, an aesthetic and a, a health issue because because sometimes when you see older people, especially who whose mouths are are kind of they look like they they're sort of turning in on themselves, and that's a, as a result of not having uh, the teeth in their mouth, right? Well, that's that's true, and I think I think if I can interpret what you're saying is that there's a collapse <laughs> in the face in that. Yeah, area. that's what I'm. Okay. I was trying to okay. be kind because it's sort of a a rough thing to say, but you do see it, sort of that classic that classic look of of. You know, a hollowed collapsing. look. Yeah. Yeah. I, I understand what you're saying. And, and because the teeth support the cheeks and such. And when you lose teeth, you also lose bone structure, which also supports the facial tissues. And when all of that collapses, you get that hollow look that uh, is never very pleasing and is very significant considered of old age. When people like that, they look a lot older. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and so for somebody listening who might be thinking, well, I, I am missing a tooth or I'm missing some teeth, it can be kind of an intimidating thing to go into a place like uh, BC Perio, though it's not an intimidating place. I mean, friendly people like uh, Dr. Zokel here, and it's a beautiful spot. They have two spots, I should mention, actually, uh, one on West Broadway and uh or actually you're at 77777 West Broadway and if you want to get more information uh go to bcperio.ca at 604-872-0222 that's the phone number and um so so for people who want to go in and and at least get a consultation um what's the process like um for somebody who you know they may not want to even commit just yet but what, what do you tell them? Well, first of all, I'd be surprised if they felt they were committed before coming to meet us, because I think you have to develop and understand that the relationship between a patient and a doctor is such that uh, they have to want to be working with each other. And that goes both ways. So part of that initial examination is for us to understand the health and condition of the patient and also to meet and understand that we have a potential working relationship. If I can speak personally, I don't enjoy treating people that I dislike. And it's not easy for me to dislike a person, but I should like them and they should like me for us to get the best results. And that's one of the things that we have to do is that we have to show the patient that we're entitled to the uh, relationship that they're prepared to give us. And and our first goal is to examine and discuss and identify our patient's priorities and make sure we're following our patient's needs and desires. Right, right. And I should mention uh, that there are two locations. You are on West Broadway, 777 West Broadway, but also in Coquitlam at 1175 Johnson Street. So there are two locations depending on where you are. And like I say, go to BC Perio. Dot .ca uh, to get all the information and you can see a picture of uh, Dr. Zokel and uh, all the other crew uh, at BC Perio and and that's something that is really important. You talk about coming in and and ha- you know forging a relationship um, because everybody is different and the solutions are often different too. You're not just going to say oh we, you just replace them all with brand new implants. Uh, there are other uh, there are other solutions, especially maybe if cost is a concern for somebody that maybe there, it might include one or two implants and then something else, right? So yeah. everybody's different is what I'm saying. You're absolutely right. And and as, as doctors, we don't understand and don't have any right to understand the financial 
position our patients are in, all we can do is evaluate, diagnose, and understand the whatever disease process is happening in the mouth, offer the best solution, and then determine whether or not the patient finds that it's within their means or not, and then offer options if if they can't afford to go through the procedures that we feel are the very best for them and find a way to get them as healthy and as stable as possible without breaking their bank. Right, right. We're talking to Don, uh, Dr. Ron Sokol from uh, BC Perio. And would you say, this is a sort of a, an odd question, but would you say dentists nowadays are getting a little more respect than they used to get? Because, you know, in the old days, you know, our dental health was sort of treated as kind of a, an aesthetic thing. It was how it looked and just keeping our teeth. So we, you know, we have that smile. But now more and more studies are showing that that infection in the mouth ha has a huge effect on everything, including our heart. It's a really crucial thing. So, so people are starting to see their dental health as just as important as their the other parts of their body, right? I, I think so. Uh, it, it's interesting to study the, the, let's say, the respect that a group of people, uh, professionals have in general. There was a time in the past when I look back 30, 40 years ago and such, the dentist act had one of the highest rates of respect amongst professionals, the clergy being the only uh, group that was actually higher than them. They're, they don't have the same level of respect as they did back then. Although I think I think that differs from practice to practice and, and it's based on the the way in which a doctor will handle and assist a, a patient in being comfortable and respectful of that patient's needs and desires. So uh, I, I think it's getting better than it used than it was let's say 10 years ago, but it wasn't as good as it was 40 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of an interesting thing because, because our teeth are so entwined with, with how we look and how we present to the world, our smile. And it reminds me of a thing I read about. It was a study that they did in uh, San Jose at a university in 2012. And they asked people to rate their perception of different people. They had no idea who they were. They just looked at pictures of them and they found that people with good teeth we're 58% more likely to be labeled by the other people as successful and 58% more likely to be wealthy than those with missing crooked or discolored teeth. And nearly two in five uh, people asked would consider not going on a second date <laughs> with people. So it, it's really important. And I guess you see that with people when they come in, sometimes they're embarrassed by their smile and then you see them leave and, and they're a completely different person. Well, it's absolutely true. And I don't disagree with your numbers there. I think we see that every day. In fact, the people who get their teeth repaired and are looking good have an extremely higher level of self-confidence, which is very attractive to people, be it socially or in business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really interesting. 39% uh, of people say they would give up desserts to have a nice smile. So that says something. <laughs> That's that's one step in the right direction. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking we're talking to Dr. Ron Zokel uh, from BC Perio, the BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Center, and they specialize in dental or dental implants, basically new teeth. And I think everybody knows uh, what a dental implant is nowadays. But uh, for somebody who doesn't know uh, what a dental implant really is, you know, in a, in a few sentences. 
describe what a dental implant is. A dental implant is usually a titanium structure that replaces the root of a tooth inside the bone structure. And when the bone heals around that titanium structure, it actually holds on to that, uh, that titanium structure. It takes a few months for that to occur. And then you can put a tooth on it and have it tolerate the biting force without deteriorating. And the beauty of it is, is that the body under almost all circumstances doesn't even believe, understand that the titanium is a foreign material. That's why it's so readily accepted. Mm-hmm. So the bone actually bonds with the titanium. Yes. It yes. Grows and it just takes time for the bone to grow against the titanium. That's, that's the real key factor in making dental implants work properly. Yeah. And that I always tell you, because I have one dental implant in my mouth, and I never think about it, ever. The only time I ever think about it is when I talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not too sure if that's good or bad. <laughs> no, it's a good thing. It's a good thing because it, it just reminds me, oh, yeah, I have this this implant. It, I mean, it looks like all my other teeth. It feels like all my other teeth. And, uh, you know, uh, there's no care that you have to do that's different from your other teeth. You just floss and brush as regular, right? Yes, and that's the key. And you mentioned it there. It doesn't feel different to a natural tooth. Although there are subtle differences, most people, when they have healthy dental implants, just forget they have them. And that's the beauty of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a great thing to get a dental implant. And if you get a dental implant, you want to go to where the people know what they're doing. The people at BC Perio are literally at the forefront. And uh, when we come back, I'll ask you about where you've been, because I know you travel the world. You're always going on a trip teaching other dentists about dental implants, also learning about dental implants, but you do a lot of teaching. And uh, BC Perio is at the forefront. And also, when we come back, I want to talk directly to people who have dentures. And maybe people are a little sick of their dentures. And uh, you don't have to be sick of your dentures. You just have to uh, get a consultation at bcperio.ca and see what they say. Um, no obligation. You can figure out what's going on in your mouth. BC Perio, they have two locations, one on Broadway, 777 West Broadway, and then 1175 Johnson Street in Coquitlam. Uh, Dr. Ron Zokel is our guest. Go to bcperio.ca. And when we come back, we're going to talk more with Dr. Zokel. This is Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. This is Vancouver Consumer, and we are talking about your teeth, your dental health with Dr. Ron Zokel from BC Perio, the BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Center. They have two locations, West Broadway in Vancouver, Johnson Street in Coquitlam. Their website has everything you need to know, bcperio.ca. And uh, we've been talking about uh, why you shouldn't leave empty spaces in your mouth. If you're missing a tooth, um, it's important that sooner rather than later you get that looked at. And uh, you can go into BC Perio and they can take a look. And they can tell you what you need to do. And there are a lot of different options. And the thing about BC Perio is they are at literally, because everybody says this, but you are literally at the forefront of this implant technology that is changing all the time. Um, and uh, every time I talk to you, you're going somewhere exotic. Uh, sometimes, you know, 
uh, Saskatchewan. I remember you you went there recently, I think, uh, which I guess you could say is exotic. But are you going anywhere and teaching in the next little while? Uh, we have uh, programs and courses lined up and it's under the exotic city of Calgary. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we're in Toronto, uh, various parts throughout Canada, but also the U.S. as well. And we have live surgical training programs in Mexico. Mexico City specifically happening is coming about for the balance of the year. Yeah, that's that's uh, really interesting because this technology is changing all the time, isn't it? It is, and and the science and research that's being done in this field is constant. You can spend your whole whole three hundred sixty five days a year just reading the literature and such and getting nothing else done. But uh, you're, you're selective on your magazines. You you spend a good deal of time researching or let's say reading about the research so you can stay in front of the optimal treatment possibilities. Right. And we talked about how it's titanium, which the body accepts. It sort of treats it as bone. And uh, the titanium, it, it goes into your jaw and it just becomes a part of you, and then you put the tooth on top of that, and then you forget all about it. I mean, what what are some of the the technological advancements that that could change things even more? I guess a lot of it has to do with with the imaging, how you look at somebody, and you know, in the old days it was a simple X ray, but there's a lot of new kinds of ways to see through the the person and and see exactly where the work needs to be done that's really crucial isn't it it is and unlike in years past what we can do today is that we can put uh, three-dimensional imaging in place for the bone structure as well as the teeth and the smile that you anticipate design the tooth virtually on a computer and identify the perfect position of the implant for that tooth. And that's that's something that's kind of cool and really, really valuable for quality results. Yeah, and I guess it, uh, it makes it quicker and a little more painless. Well, uh, quicker from the sense that you get a higher quality result more consistently faster. Um, before when we didn't have the technology, we just get in there, do the surgery, but we end up with results that were well adequate and good. They weren't as good as we get today. Mm-hmm. And and that's something that comes up when you talk about dentistry. Um, you know, people talk about root canals, for example, and, uh, you know, about, uh, you know, the pain involved. People have a lot of anxiety. But what do you say to someone who's thinking of getting a dental implant uh, uh, and they're a little nervous? Uh, talk to some of our patients. As a matter of fact, we'll give you a couple of dozen patients you can talk to and you find out what their experience was. That's probably the best way. Because I don't know that people would necessarily trust us or the people who work in our office when we say that it's going to be close to painless, in, including the recovery after you come out of your anesthetic. Uh, but that's what happens in the great majority of cases. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I find my experience with the dentist is often uh, it's my own anxiety that's worse than the actual procedure itself. I think that's a common thing. There's certainly a factor of the unknown. So if, if you're missing a tooth for the very first time or you have to lose a tooth for the very first time and you haven't experienced this, then you're very more likely to be anxious about it and being uncertain as to whether it's going to be uncomfortable or you're going to have pain and swelling after the surgery. Uh, 
But after you've done it once or twice, most people will come to the point where their anxiety is massively reduced and they're quite comfortable if they need a second one or a third one. Yeah. And how is how important is it to you to to make sure that the patient is comfortable and feels like they're being treated like a person? Because, uh, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, like you, you're working on all these people and, and you want to know you want them to know that they're more than just a set of teeth to to you. Right. Well, if you don't get that right as a doctor, you're in trouble. <laughs> right. It's one of the most crucial things is to recognize that we're treating people. The mouth is attached to a head, which is attached to the body. And it's the overall condition of healthy mind and body for the patients that we treat. So if we think we did a good job, but the patient doesn't think we did a good job, that's not a good thing. I don't think that's called success at all. In fact, we got to make sure that on top of the work that we do, both accurately, we want to make sure our patients are comfortable and they're happy with the service we provide. Right. So go to bcperio.ca and you can get a get a glimpse of what's going on at their two two clinics, uh, one uh, on West Broadway, 777 West Broadway. The other one's in Coquitlam. 1175 Johnson Street. Uh, they're beautiful offices, very comfortable looking, very friendly faces. And uh, one of the things uh, that you deal with a lot are people with dentures. And maybe, uh, I guess a lot of people who are looking at implants, it's an alternative to dentures. And it's not a either or situation. But uh, what do you say to someone who, who has been wearing dentures for a while and uh, they want to kind of learn a little bit about implants and whether or not maybe implants would work for them. Yes. I think one of the unfortunate things is people may say, well, I've been wearing dentures for so long, I can't have implants. And some dentists might actually say that to them. What I will say is that there's very, very few people, if you've been wearing dentures 30, 40, 50 years, we can generally help you and stabilize and get implants in your place to help support the teeth and it will change your life. Yeah. Come in for an yeah. exam. Let us have a look. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Go in. I mean, that's, I think that's the key because we talked about the process of going to see BC Perio. It's, it's, uh, it, it starts with a consultation where they'll, they'll look and see what, what's going on. And it's not just, you're not just going to automatically say, oh, you should replace all of those teeth with implants because, uh, it, it definitely will be different for everybody with dentures, right? It will be. And somebody asked me, is, is, uh, should I have an implant there? I says, if we can save the tooth, if it was my mouth and we can save the natural tooth, I want to save the natural tooth. We'll only take those teeth out, which we think would be beneficial if it was removed in that patient's mouth. Or like I say, a lot of people, if you're my mother, father, son, daughter, and you had that condition, I would treat them this way. And that's how I'm going to recommend it to be treated in your case. Right. And what about people who say, because you just mentioned people with dentures and they've had dentures a long time, they say, oh, it's too late for me to have dental implants, or maybe someone who's who feels that they're too old to have dental implants. Um, I mean, for the most part, dental implants work for most people. Yes. And in, for those people who would have those arguments, I would say 95% of the time you will be wrong. We can almost always do something to help a person get from from tissue-supported dentures, regular dentures, to implant-supported teeth. Mm -hmm. And we oft, often talk about dentures and how they don't 
Um, it's not that they don't last a long time, but things change in the mouth and sometimes they don't fit so well anymore and they don't, you know, uh, what about, uh, how does that compare to a dental implant? Significantly different because in a denture, all the biting force goes on to the denture through the denture into the gum tissue and it irritates the gum tissue. The gum tissue, the irritated gum tissue causes bone loss. So the denture doesn't fit any longer. When you lose that bone, the denture is made for how you were when the denture was first made. But if you lose the bone structure, the dentures don't fit the same way. Well, otherwise with implants, the implants retain the bone on top of that, the force is put directly on the bone and you don't have that bone loss that occurs when you have dentures. Mm -hmm. And when I got my implant, it was quite a while ago, quite a few years ago, it, it was a long process. And the idea of uh, teeth in a day uh, wasn't, I don't, I don't know if it was even around then, but, but now it is, you can get an implant and in some cases you can leave that day with a tooth, a new tooth, right? No. Well, I'll tell you, Martin, I've been putting uh, teeth in a day in for almost 25 years now. Oh, really? And not, not many people have uh, been doing it that long. And, but it's, it's, it's good, particularly if you have a full denture, we can almost always put the implants in and give you solid teeth on those implants the very day that you come in for the surgery. Mm -hmm. And uh, what about people who have other issues that they're, you know, I guess infection is something that if, if you have constant you know, trouble with your gums and teeth. That's something that you really have to look at right away, right? Well, it's a very important factor. One of the reasons that people lost their teeth in the first place often is because of gum disease. Dental implants will suffer the same problem. So if you have a dental disease issue or periodontal condition that, and you have dental implants placed, you want to make sure that your hygiene level is at least at a, at a decent level. It doesn't have to be perfect, but if it's decent, you can keep your implants for the rest of your life. If you don't change your habits and keep your mouth clean, you can lose those implants as well. Yeah. So, I mean, like if nothing else, we'll leave people with this advice. Uh, you want to, you want to floss regularly, right? I mean, how, I mean, just let's talk about that for a second. How important is it to floss? Uh, there's a common saying from years before, and is that you only have to floss those teeth you want to keep. Right. And, uh, <laughs> Your favorites. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, and I kind of like that saying, I think, I think a lot of people dispense with flossing quite a bit because it's a little bit of a pain in the butt. You might say water picks help cover that difference. And there are studies to show that by brushing and water flo uh, using a, a water pick, for example, is all pretty much as good as brushing and flossing as well. So there are alternatives, but if you can't clean the side of the tooth and under the gum around the side of the tooth, which floss does better than a brush, then you're going to have trouble long-term. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So great advice. Yeah. I mean, if nothing else, just some great advice from Dr. Ron Zokel. Uh, he's uh, one of the professionals at BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Center. They're uh, in Coquitlam on Johnson Street and on West Broadway in Vancouver. Go to bcperio.ca. It's B-C-P-E-R-I-O.ca. You can also give them a call, 604-872-0222. Well, uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend, uh, and uh, we will uh, talk to you again, Dr. Zokel. Nice talking to you, Martin. Bye-bye.
Dr. Ron Zokel from BC Perio. Coming up on Vancouver Consumer, a look back at the days when the Granville Mall was the soft drug capital of BC and what changed. That's next when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. On this day 42 years ago, if you were reading the Vancouver Sun on February 17th, 1982, you would have read this headline, Police Push Pushers in Granville Mall. And mall is spelled M-A-U-L, like uh, what a grizzly bear will do to you. It was an article about how police were dealing with what had become known as the soft drug capital of Western Canada, the 800 block of Granville Street. And looking back at it, uh, from this 2024 lens, it, it almost seems kind of quaint. Soft drugs described as cannabis, hashish, and LSD. This was not heroin and definitely not fentanyl, which hadn't been invented yet. But since the mid-70s, the trade in soft drugs had become more and more lucrative. And that stretch of Granville was the perfect spot. And it can all be traced back to 1974, when the city of Vancouver decided to close off that part of Granville to car traffic and create the Granville Mall, the idea was to get rid of the cars and make it a little more people-friendly and more relaxed and a more fun shopping experience. But it didn't really work that way. Uh, the Pacific Center Mall had recently opened, and that sucked a lot of the foot traffic away. And there weren't many people living in the area. So the Granville Mall, especially at night, became a bit of a ghost town, populated uh, mainly by people selling drugs, people looking to buy drugs, and police trying to get in there and stop it. In the Vancouver Sun article about the situation, they quoted a drug dealer who said, it's like a war down here. The Sun described the dealers this way. Remember, this is 1982. Uh, quote, most are easily recognized by their clothes. Dirty jeans and leather or wool lumber jackets are favored and by their hair. 1960s long, unquote. Uh, the police would try for years to control the drug trade, but it wasn't until a decade later in the early 1990s when city council made some changes that would make a big effect. The re they rezoned that area of Granville to allow for residential use. And so that meant a lot of new fancy condos. And with that came a lot more people. So slowly the porno booths and the porno rental places and all those pinball and video game arcades would slowly close up shop and make way for more restaurants and nightclubs. It would also mean a loss of uh, cheaper single room occupancy hotels on Granville and the displacement of the lower income population. A lot of those people who lived in those SRO hotels would move further east to the downtown east side. So what's the future for the Granville Mall, especially now that Nordstrom's has just pulled out and left a big vacuum in the area? Cadillac Fairview is the company that manages the space and they have no updates to share. The last year they said that many potential tenants have contacted them about using the space, most of them big retail stores. But will it be one store, a bunch of stores? For the past year, many have speculated it might be that big fashion store Uniqlo 
They're now in Metrotown. Uh, there's even talk that IKEA is interested. Uh, they tend to have more suburban sites, and they're usually larger, obviously. Uh, but IKEA has started opening smaller urban locations, uh, such as the 66,000-square-foot store in downtown Toronto. So a similarly-sized IKEA in downtown Vancouver would be in line with that. But whatever happens, Granville Street is unlikely to become the soft drug capital of BC once again. Uh, I guess mainly because now we can all buy that stuff at the weed store down the street. Uh, I'm Martin Strong, and you can hear Vancouver Consumer on CKNW every Saturday from 2 to 4, in big part to our producer, Jono, Jonathan Chung. We will see you next week. I'm Martin Strong. The news on CKNW is next. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.